calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to Frau Pow, we're your hosts, Auden Rag. What are we talking about? I personally want to talk about dog bellies, but I got outvoted. <laughs> so we can talk about dog bellies. I could talk about dog bellies all day. I got to see one this morning and it was amazing. Oh yeah, I got the picture of that. Yeah, on my way to therapy, there was a tiny baby. By baby, I mean dog, because I call <laughs> all dogs babies, which can be confusing. Um, And this little floof ran over to me and then immediately flapped over on its back and was like, we draw my belly. <laughs> and it was the best start to my morning with like also, you know, New York. Yeah. Also, perks of being friends with Odd, you get all the animal pictures that Odd comes across. But I mean, I could talk about that for years. <laughs> That's not what we're here for. No. Uh, Wait, what are we here for? Um, We're going to talk about wokeness. Oh, woke culture. Woke yeah. AF. Don't get me started. Don't even get me started. It's just very funny how that sort of has now turned into like a like an insult. I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, I think it's kind of appropriate towards how language changes mm-hmm. and fluctuates. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think woke is a complicated term because first of all, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that it is um, from AAVE. So it's already like probably not the best term for people to be using. Um, But I think like if you were to put it into more complicated terms, it would just be like cognizant of the shit going on around you. So I think woke is people explain woke as in like being aware of like popular issues or issues across the board that's not necessarily popular but still important and pertinent social issues um and i think like there's this i don't know like woke is just a really complicated term because you can't be woke 24 7 you gotta sleep yeah i mean also i think that it's gotten confused with um like comprehending and understanding and relating to someone's 
experience with the social issue like discrimination Mm -hmm. racism sexism etc and i think it's really important to know that you can't necessarily know anyone's struggle i think like that wokeness where they're like well i'm woke so i know about that like you don't know anything like like you can know certain things you can know part and parcel but you can't know a hundred percent of somebody's struggle you know exactly and i think that i think that woke kind of gives this like facade of you being aware of everything when you can't possibly physically be fucking aware of everything there's going to be times that you are going to be wrong well also that you people are very multifaceted what we're not one-dimensional yeah and so like you can have very different opinions on certain things like i think we're very uh people tend to assume that if you believe in one thing that it it will equal that you believe in another when they're not related at all right and I mean, also, though, with that thought, like you and I have similar opinions on things, but we've come to that conclusion through very different experiences and quote unquote equations. Like we we come to that. We come to the answer differently. And I think that that's how people live their lives differently. And, you know, what one person experiences is going to be vastly different to what another person experiences. So like there is a subjective truth to it and woke doesn't cover that. Okay. So woke, uh, was first used in 1962 by William Melvin Kelly in the New York times. So that's a long time ago. Yeah. I wonder how it came about like, like really recently. Oh, recently I'm not. Well, not that you know. I'm just saying, I'm just as a general. Right. But the Wikipedia article kind of gives you the path. It stayed within its circles, but now it's outside of its circles. That's what I want. That's what I meant to say. And then it gets trivialized. Right. And then, it, you know, it becomes almost an insult because people who are woke, they have this like. Are like people who think that they understand situations or social issues and they can't. I feel like it it usually applies to people uh, who are in privileged positions right. who don't really, who don't understand and can't understand, but are aware of the issue. Right. Like they're, it's like a white, like we're white and we are aware that racism and discrimination based on skin color is an issue, but we don't experience it. So we don't get the claim, like full expertise of it. Exactly. And I think woke is, where you're claiming this expertise of an issue mm-hmm. that may not necessarily pertain directly to you. And I also think that it it also implies like in this negative connotation that it's someone who is aware of social issues that are tend to be more like popular. Mm-hmm. And then also there is a lack of action. Right. Yeah. And that's where the those negative connotations really come in. And that's not to say that like being woke isn't a good thing it is a good thing but you kind of need to take a step back and question what you know how you know it what your experiences are pertaining to it and how much of you don't need to be an expert but how fluent are you in that issue but also letting people who do experience that firsthand have the platform right you know 
get off your soapbox and let somebody else get on theirs for a minute. Yeah, and explain what's happening for them and their reality. Right. I think the biggest thing, and I think this is something that goes across all levels of society, is that like we need to be willing to admit when we don't know something. Mm-hmm. And I think using the word woke doesn't always allow you to take that step back and say, hey, I actually don't know this. I think what a, a good example of this like wokeness for me is when all of these people like knitted pink hats and then like went to the women's march. Like, I don't think that, I mean, maybe, yeah, you understand that there's a lot of discrimination happening against women, that, you know, societal infrastructure is, you know, there to keep women down, blah, blah, blah. But do you really understand the depth and the complexity of the issue? You have the privilege to buy this, like, buy this yarn, knit these hats. You have time to take a bus or a train or a plane or take time time off of work. And time to knit, to go to a march. And you're, I just don't think that you understand that there are people there that aren't represented that need a mic to say how they feel and tell people what they're really experiencing. Right. And And that's not to say that anybody that went, I mean, I know lots of people that went and they're not bad people and they're not like, they don't assume that they're better than anyone mm -hmm. else. It's just like, I think it's like I'm woke because I went to this one thing. Right. When I would say that if you like, if you want to abide by quote unquote woke in the good way, you need to do, it doesn't have to be one big thing. In all actuality, most activism is not one big thing. It is little things every day. And um, this is where like people are like, well, what about keyboard social justice warriors and that and that and that. Here's my thing. Sometimes people do their best activism by showing up online and just saying something to the trolls and just putting something out there because sometimes seeing that one comment is actually really meaningful for somebody else who's looking at it. And then there's people who just aren't good at public speaking. There are people who are too shy to, you know, function outside of, you know, their little shell. And then there's people like people with disabilities who have lives online because they can't always access these public forums. Or where, they have a lot of anxiety and they don't like Right, crowds. exactly. There's there's a lot of reasons why somebody can very well be, you know, an activist online and maybe not show up to events. And I don't think we have any right to shit on that person. Now, if that person is not doing really anything and they're just like calling one person out and that is that, then I'd be like, okay, well, you're just calling a person out. You're not really doing anything past that. But if you're doing the work every single day like little steps every single day then like yeah you deserve to be called an activist however whatever you know whatever stage you're doing it on mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a lot of emotional labor that i personally am not willing to do yeah um so i don't engage in that but if you have the bandwidth <sighs> yeah i need to get my bandwidth back um are you talking about the um comments about uh, always taking off the Venus symbol and the packaging. No, I'm talking about a text message I got today. Oh, I know. That's what it was about. Yeah, always the, uh, like, mint. what are the... The menstrual pads. Menstrual pads, like, 
panty liners, like what tampons they like make yeah. all that stuff. And there's a lot of problems. Menstrual hygiene. Menstrual hygiene. That's what it's called. Um, <clears throat> that uh, they took off the Venus symbol, which is like the symbol for like sex, sex symbol, symbol for female. Mm-hmm. Um, and they took it off and then they like made this big announcement about how they're becoming more inclusive because you know like not only women get periods which is true but also like you didn't have to make a giant announcement and also there are way more things that you could be doing to um be more inclusive like maybe donating stuff to or maybe homeless like, people who have periods or maybe like lobbying to drop the pink tax oh that would what? be super so fucking weird. awesome right mm-hmm or investing in research for sustainable products. You know, anyways, we're not here to talk about that. People... Next time. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is like women were coming out in fucking droves and getting upset about the fact that only women can have periods. And that this, like, how... And, you know, it just gets people who are fucking crazy out making crazy ass comments about like it's like we should make it's child abuse to experiment on babies with puberty blockers and that it's a crime against humanity to let men play in women's sports i like saw a lot of crazy shit today and none of it founded in fact and i did not have the energy to like make any comments whatsoever that's okay our friend did yeah (laughs) Yeah, I think that we should have like a get me started on trolling. Side topic, like let's talk about the art of trolling, but Kate, not right now. Make a memo. <laughs> Kate, write this down. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. It costs it costs so much more time and energy to be mean. I just I just literally you could just do nothing and be upset about it and talk about it. Right. But like and like oh. Here's the thing. It's like I have a few controversial opinions that I fucking keep to myself for the most part, because like, for the most part, Oops, <laughs> just say, like I, I want to do just say something really outrageous, like hot take. I hate cows. <laughs> something I don't know. <laughs> no, like I there's certain thoughts that I have, and like I don't say them because I don't think that they're necessarily right, and they're just kind of like what I'm thinking. But they're not necessarily founded in fact, so I don't want to say anything because I'm not sure if they are right. So I want to go do the research before I go spew my bullshit and like go do the self-work to like correct my bullshit. And the Internet is a fucking amazing resource if you know how to use it. And there's a lot of people who don't. Right. I think that's what I was thinking about is that like a lot of times this wokeness turns into like something that people can put on Instagram. And gatekeep it. And gatekeep it. And so if you didn't show up, like, I didn't fucking go because I hate crowds. Yeah. I hate public transit. I, yeah. It, <laughs> that, it, they really stress me out. I, That's why I don't like public, public transit. Yeah. And so I just didn't want to do that. And also, to me, my time spent traveling to the march and making a sign or doing whatever was not the best way I could spend my time being pulling on my strengths right and being a better advocate right well i think this goes back to also like your activism needs to be inclusive so if you have anxiety or if you have disabilities that prevent disabilities across the board and the spectrum that 
prevent you from going to, say, a march, that's not to say that what you're doing online and not necessarily physically in person is completely discounted. In fact, I think that's equally as important. And I think that badge of honor of like, well, I'm woke and I'm gatekeeping this does not allow for different types of activism and different types of people to remain active within it. Right, exactly. Because then it has to look like a certain type of person um, and you have to do something that's like social media worthy. So if I don't show up in a pink hat making a sign that's really witty, like, did it even happen? No. And not anything, again, against those people because I do think that it brings a lot of coverage, but it's like, you have to go, there needs to be other, like, you can't just show up. You got to do something else. I think of, like, a lot of these issues basically as Hydra, right? It's a Hydra. There's mul- there's a multitude of heads that you have to constantly be, you know, involved with and battling. And yeah. my strengths don't necessarily re- um, align with, like, being in a public physical sphere, okay? Whereas somebody else's does. That's not to say that my strengths are discounted and that person's strengths are the best. That just means that that person is handling that side of the issue. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to handle the side of the issue that does that does count my strengths as something really positive. And you do. You need a multifaceted approach because these are multidimensional problems. And I think that that's why I think of it as a high draw because you need as many people in many different spheres tackling this and working together working together a lot of times people don't work together right and if your feminism and empowerment isn't and your your activism isn't inclusive and isn't intersectional across the board between disability to skin color to gender identity to someone who's on social media or not on social media right you know then you need to take the step back and be like well i'm not actually woke enough to do this right now also fine if you're not woke i don't think most people are and you know what like it's the fact it's if you have the desire to be more aware and try to get a better idea of why social problems exist that's the important piece i think i think it's like if i was to give like a list of things it would be willing to empathize willing to learn Willing to meet people with dignity and compassion. Mm-hmm. You need to be willing to meet people where they are. You need to be willing to learn about people. And believe that their experience is their strength. Right. And then you also need to be willing to understand the fact that you're not always going to be able to understand, but it doesn't matter because you are still going to meet them with kindness, compassion, and dignity. And, and letting you, them talk. If you don't, letting them talk and letting them tell their own reality. Right. And, you know, Maybe if you don't necessarily understand where this person's coming from, right off the bat, that's okay. You're willing to learn and you just need to be able to work at it. That's the issue is there is not a lot of listening and a lot more like, oh, I know Mm -hmm. about this. Mm -hmm. I, I went to this March and I, you know, I read this article. (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah, I mean, and I think there isn't a lot of listening that's being done. Like I... If I'm going to speak up about something and about my experience, I want people to listen to me because my reality is just as valid as someone else's. Right. And, and if I, you want to learn about anxiety mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. being non-binary, whatever, like, and you're not like, listen to me. Right. It, 
But it's more than just listening. It's active listening. Yeah. Don't wait your turn to speak. You know, take the time to actually listen. Digest. It's okay to take a couple of minutes to just sit there silently and just be like, I need a second. You said a lot of things. Let me think about what you said. I have questions. I just need to form them. And, and that's okay. I also think that in the same vein, like practicing that when someone tells you that you're wrong. Yeah. You're going to be wrong. And honestly, if you're not wrong, I would question if you are actually trying. Mm -hmm. Because you should, it's like, it's like learning anything new. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to say something that you are going to regret. And it's just, the difference is what do you do to move past that? And how do you react? Right. And if you're not willing to be wrong, then there's already an issue. And that's if you're not willing to be wrong, I don't think that I would want you in my activism sphere because I think we all need to be willing to learn and learning does mean being wrong. Yeah, I think that people like society is constantly evolving, um, both in like our awareness and our wokeness, but also mm -hmm. like the types of problems that are relevant and that are coming up. And also the systems in which we communicate, especially mm -hmm. now with the Internet and social media, like. We all need to be constantly evolving and learning mm -hmm. um, and realize that we're human. We are. Thanks for listening. Let us know what your definition of wokeness. Do you think that you're woke? Could you get more woke? Maybe a little less woke? Maybe you need a nap. I need a fucking nap. <laughs> Some of us in this room definitely need a nap. Word. Um, but if you want to tell us about your story or maybe something you just want to gripe about, you can send us an email at fraupowpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and you can also find us on the beautiful, lovely social medias, um, Facebook and Instagram at Podcast. And remember, friends, don't, don't be, be a dick. dick.